What is going on, everybody? We are talking about The Last of Us, the HBO series. We just watched the second episode. We are so excited to talk about it. We're going to get into a spoiler discussion on it, all of our thoughts and opinions on it. We'll keep it spoiler-free for the first few minutes here before we do that. But, as always, I'm Josiah Leroy with me today, Mr. Baba Yaga. John, speaking on the quick aside of TV shows, because The Last of Us is a TV show now, Finished Ted Lasso. Yeah, baby. Let's go. I feel like that show was made for me. I love it so much for so many reasons. Not going to get into spoilers for people, but if you haven't watched it, go do it. Um, Apple TV Plus, man, that is a beautiful thing. That plus, I love some of the themes they handled in this second season of Ted Lasso that are real world things. Just interwoven into a comedy in such a beautiful way that I can't tell you, man, there are a few times I, I really cried in some of these episodes. I know that's a quick aside. We're here to talk about the last of us, but I just wanted to say really like Ted Lasso season three is coming out soon. And I hope we get to talk about it. I have never been so disappointed in myself for not, for it just not clicking, clicking that Ted Lasso would be the perfect show for you. I don't know what I don't know where I've been. I don't I don't know what I, I love. Like I never watched it either, dude. It is so good. Ted Lasso is incredible. We'll stop talking about it shortly. I know you're here for the Last of Us, but like you such know, a good show. This is a Ted Lasso podcast now. <laughs> you know what? I already have a, I already have a theme made. I'm just kidding. The um, Lasso of us. There it the is. The Lasso of us. Um, but yeah, it is it is a Josiah ass show for sure. It is, dude. Lighthearted my- in the best ways. The themes are perfect. It's a sitcom. It's just it's so good. You said to me when I said that I was watching it initially that it was rewatchable to the degree of The Office for you. And I didn't understand that at first, but I do now. And um, yeah, we'll talk about it another time. Well, yeah, we, we so, totally have to do a Ted Lasso season three. Like, uh, we've been talking about so much, like, you know, so, so many TV shows and movies nowadays. Like, just go all in. Let's just talk about the stuff we love. That's why we do yeah, this. My, my boss share the same sentiment that you do where I told him I was watching. I was like, have you ever seen Ted Lasso? And before he said yes, he just goes, I can't believe I, I've never talked about that with you. He's yeah. like, that is a show that you should be watching. It's so, on me, man. Yeah. That's on us. We, we let you down. It's, it's on the last of us. It's all good. Also with us today. Happy birthday to you. Mr. Birthday boy himself, not coffee, Hello. Tim. We've got Saki Tim, Tim Talbot. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, thank so you, excited thank you. to have you in our lives, let alone on this show here. Hope you've had a great day so far. The Sabres got a big W. I'll How has it. your day been going so far? It's good. It's good. I actually uh, treated myself to two new games today. Floors a little. I got The Messenger, which is per recommendation of Mr. Uh, Disruptoid there. Um, the second game I picked up is Monster Hunter Rise on Steam now. Ooh. So now on the Steam Deck for a little uh, little group there. So I got the game and the DLC because I have a bunch of buddies that I play League with that are just finishing World. And they're like, hey, you know, we're going to be playing Rise. You should pick it up because we all played World together. So I had to do it. So that'll be my new Steam Deck game along with the Messenger. So if, if, and? if Ted Lasso is a Josiah Leroy-ass show, yeah. the Messenger is a Tim Talbot-ass game. Like, I, it is just like... Perfect match made in heaven for both of those two. I've been things. wanting to play for so long. You're so going to have a blast. And then I also pre-ordered uh, The Last of Us on my Steam Deck as well. So That's where I was going next. I was going to yep. say, between that, it's the trifecta. Happy birthday yep. also to John and thank I, you, who you. are in your Steam Deck family. So Hell yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tim. So I'm actually recruiting my fifth Steam Deck member. <gasps> my buddy, uh, Headlocks, 
he is hopping in because you guys are. I think you guys are full or no? No, I don't I don't know have, if he'll join our, our whole group or not because he has other friends he's doing. I only have you two and Kyle, so I have two open. He makes he makes my Steam Deck open. library look like a chump. He wow. has a problem. So <laughs> we'll have to see it. Yeah, yeah, love to see it, man. Steam Deck is awesome. If you like video games. We talk about video games so much on our non-video game shows as we joke about, but we do have a dedicated podcast to video games, which is called Busy Sticks. You can check that out. airs weekly. Um, let's talk about The Last of Us, guys. We're a few minutes in here. I don't even know what we're doing. Last of Us Episode 2 will go around the room, if you will, to talk about our quick synopsis, our opinions on it, without diving into spoilers. As soon as we're done with that, we're going to deep dive into all of it. So, John... Take us through your thoughts on this second episode of The Last of Us. Dude, I don't even know what I don't even know how to sum up my feelings for this episode and for the the promise of what we're going to get with this series. Um my my expectations were sky high, like we talked about it last episode and just in general, like this is HBO, this is Neil Druckmann, they're going to treat it right, but like I can't believe how right they're getting it. When when it comes to just like the additive material we're getting, which we'll we'll get into, you know, spoilers for the episode, some of the extra stuff we saw here, and the authenticity of this game or of of this show based on the game, it's just mind blowing. In this episode, so many shot for shot recreations of of scenes from the game, so many little nods, so li- not even Easter eggs, just so many little things to like, hey, this is awesome and it makes sense for our story, and this is an awesome episode, but. Also, if you played the game, you're going to really appreciate it for a different reason. They're crushing it. I think this the second episode is even better than the first. And my my good friend, Matt Rohrbeck, who might be joining us for episode three, uh, the Untitled Movie Podcast, he's seen the whole season, the whole series, and he tells me that episode three might be his favorite episode of television ever. So a lot of hyping it up. I've been watching him on, on Twitter too. He's been posting a lot about dudes, him. So go, boys. We're we're in for a treat. I, I trust his taste just like I trust the the two of yours. Uh, we, we've got a lot in common. So um, yeah, episode two, phenomenal. Just continued to raise the bar. Like the the thing that really blew me away was the the use of recreate like recreating scenes from the game and just how well they pulled that off and how it didn't feel forced and how it wasn't like you know shoehorned in. It was just so natural and so so beautiful. What do I talk about all the time that it's it's fun to get excited about things in pop culture when you you do it that together. So it could be there's a video game coming out we all played at the same time and we talk about it. It could be um the latest Marvel movie. It could be the Buffalo Sabres, right? Like John and I are repping Buffalo Sabres stuff right now. They're so much fun this year. We have a group text called the Hockeyverse that we all just talk about what's going on with the Sabres and it's a blast. We get excited about it. I think this is very much that right now. It's good on its own, no doubt about it. But there's that added cherry on top where we're in different group messages. We're in a bunch of them together, the three of us, JT, and a bunch of other friends. We just gush about these episodes every Sunday night so far. And that's so much fun to get into it, to have that contagious excitement. And this is one of those, as John says, appointment viewing events every single week, Sunday, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Thanks for joining us live, twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Uh, you can watch the videos, every video we record at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. You can also listen to this in podcast form. Subscribe on podcast services around the globe. Birthday boy, Tim, what did you think of this episode? Were you as high as John was on it? Take us through it. So I think there's a new trend here with The Last of Us and kind of what I've been experiencing is every episode starts by scaring the shit out of me. With the way they introduce, you know, what's happening behind the scenes and what kind of happened pre what we saw literally scared the crap out of me because that's like 
that's real. Like that's a real like I got sent an article. It's just funny how this is kind of blowing up. Um my wife's obviously watching this all with me, and she told her friend who's big into like TV shows. She's never didn't even know it was off based off a game to the second episode. She sent me a link like, "Hey, I don't know if you want to show your wife this, but it's literally." I'm going to pull it up as we're talking. Um, she sent it to me on Instagram, and it's literally an article about how the fung the fungi like virus and so it says cordyceps. Last of Us zombie fungus is a real parasite that actually takes a hold of and zombifies small insects. Yeah, it's- but the fact that that's like legit. And then you see, like, hey, this is how this is happening. And, like, it's not supposed to be like this, but it is, like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's, like, the whole thing just, like, I'm, like, oh, my gosh. And then just the way they they run the entire episode, I had goosebumps the whole time. I mean, it was just so good. I can't wait to talk spoilers about it because I loved almost everything in the episode. I will justify that almost later on in the show, but... It was good, you know, dude. It was good. It was so good. I literally watched it. I'm no, like, I mean, the thing I you're talking about was good, too. <laughs> oh, Chad, I, 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 listen, no. listen, I, I don't like when I when I first saw it happening, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, no. this is weird. And then in my head, I'm like, OK, I get why they're doing it. And it makes Doesn't sense make in the right. context they are. But I was still like, what the what the hell is this? Yeah, like, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll, no, we'll get there. I didn't expect this yeah. right, Tim. You go with that yeah. one. So, yeah. um. <laughs> I totally agree, Tim. That's a great take. The uh, the two episodes so far start off with history. What I yeah. really like about this series is not this, not just the execution and how well it actually stays true to the video game story, but that it world builds like the video game didn't, and that's not a detriment to like the, the video game. game the couldn't, I would say. Yeah, very, very possibly. It intros in flashback sequences in both of these. And they're both scary for different reasons. And that um, is, I forget the name of the producer of the show. That is not Neil Druckmann. He said, Neil is good. He said, Neil's good at creating fear. And that is totally accurate. I love the way that it's built that up because it adds extra depth and extra context to what's going on. There's slight changes in the story that make sense for TV versus games. And you wouldn't think that you could improve upon a game that is universally loved. Most people have it at a nine or a 10 out of 10, but the show in two episodes so far has done that exquisitely. We're going to we flip a, on we get one every morning or really quick before we go on. I bet we get one, uh, a flashback before every episode. It's like at the beginning of every episode. That's I, I would once, say that that's yeah. Once we, accurate. once we get to spoilers, that's the first bullet point I have. We'll get right into it. So with that, we are going to flip into spoiler territory. So if you've not watched the episode, if that matters to you and you, you, you want to keep that free, pause what you're doing here with the Geekiverse. Go check that out right now on HBO. Come back. Listen to it afterwards. We'd love to be a part of that discussion with you. Spo- uh, so spoilers are free game from here on out in this episode. John, I'm going to kind of divert it to you a little bit. You have taken some notes on this, and I think... You know, to varying degrees, we're all Last of Us. Big, we're big fans. We're we're very well versed in the lore of the Last of Us and the details of the story. But I think John, you might you might be a little bit above Tim and I with your attention to detail this. With this, you've taken some notes on this, like I've taken for Star Wars and Marvel in the the content we do for those shows. And I would say I'm going to pass the torch over to you. You guide us here on what you want to talk about, and we'll we'll see where we go. 
Yeah, just man. picking a CVS receipt, just like he opens it up and just the pile of it, like, yeah. it's not that crazy. I didn't I didn't write the notes with the with the intention of structuring the show around them. So we'll we'll figure that out as we go along. It's a conversation. It always is. Uh, but yeah, let's start right where Tim where Tim dove into a little bit. We're we're starting off these episodes with flashbacks. Not even not even flashbacks. We're we're getting more context for this world at a at a previous time. We're seeing more about this world pre outbreak. We're seeing what. What really led up to the Cordyceps outbreak and, and what happened at, at Outbreak Day? Something we didn't see any of in the game. The game, we start with Sarah, we, we see Joel, th- that sequence takes 15 minutes and you're, you're ready to go. The rest of that stuff is told through context clues. It's, it's told through world building. So far in this show, we've gotten two episodes that give us these opens back in time. Episode one, we're back in the 1960s. We've got these doctors talking about different diseases and different you know outbreaks and the one guy's scared of fungus. And he really nails home why a fungal infection could be so scary and says it's not a problem now but what if the world was a few degrees warmer well what do we know is a a thing global warming boom we set the tone for that right there so we've already scared the audience and into you know knowing this thing could be possible they know the show is about a zombie apocalypse we know what's coming this the start here in jakarta i think was even better to get from that perspective almost these cold opens so I've been I've been listening to the podcast after the official Last of Us uh, HBO podcast after the fact, and something that the director of the show Craig Mazin talks about the advantage they have here in television that you don't have in a game is you get to start again every time. And that cold open is such a an opportunity to to set the tone and to tell viewers something that they're just going to absorb and they're going to eat up, and it doesn't even have to be directly related to the show. It's just, it, it, you know, the way they've done these first two have been incredible. So the Jakarta thing, the opening, they get this doctor, they bring her in. Hey, what do you know about this? What do you know about cordyceps? Can you identify something for me? And the conversation that that woman and this this military officer have is just, it's insane. insane. To, me, to me, it's more, it's more earth shattering than the conversation that we had in the, the first episode. I feel like it's like one of those things where you watch it and you like realize like this could be a real thing like if you had a virus that was spreading in like a a population that had no cure like what do you do do you let it spread or do you like when she's like bomb bomb it dude bomb Bomb. yeah not only not only is there no cure we know for a fact just based on what this is that there cannot be a cure for better you know for for more or less and then a little bit of how do you see the fact that they they talk about like oh this is the bomb hole where they try to bomb bomb all the places that were infected right I was like I love it like they just fit it it just fits and and that's and that stuff we got in the game we knew that right we we knew how they did it in that episode we we heard about it in the game we heard about bombing but to see back then before the outbreak and and see real people with real lives and families have that conversation about like bomb the city it's it's insane so I, I i'm with you tim i think that every episode is just about every episode whatever it makes sense is probably going to open with more context more more pre-outbreak you know little anecdotes i bet we get a little bit on um ellie's parents and one of the pre we are episodes. for sure gonna, yeah we're, we're getting ellie's mom i was pleasantly surprised to see in this episode they they stuck with that format because that is one of the most memorable parts of the first episode to me like I feel like levels of haunting that reminded me of how I felt when I was watching um, 2019's Joker movie. Like that sense of dread that I'm always on the edge of my seat. I don't quite know why. I don't know what's happening next. Getting a lot of information. This could be really bad. This could be ugly. This could be violent. All of the above. 
And to see them do that again in this episode in a different way, everything you guys mentioned, I think I agree with. Like even her going into the the the, the autopsy chamber, room. Yes, to essentially like pull that out and to see the fungus move when she did, that made me yeah. jump. That's weird, right? Like I, it wasn't a jump scare moment, but I kind of was like that. I, I I talked to you guys last week about how sometimes I keep my head down in like horror games or TV shows in this case. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm not really looking what's going to happen. That's how I felt when she went in there. That was brutal to hear the conversation afterwards, how she was, she jumps immediately to bomb it. Plus the fact that she says, I just want to go, go be with my family. That was really sobering to me because that was like, okay, this is it. That's, absolutely brutal so i think the more you get of that the more we will even even then before appreciate what we're going to see with joel and ellie in the rest of this series yeah it's something it's something that i think is really special about this show so far is that they're taking the time to give us those little slice of life moments about pre-outbreak life something we got almost nothing of in the game and again a different medium gives you the opportunity to do that so uh craig mazin said that the inspiration behind these openings and if you've ever watched breaking bad or better call Saul, you'll recognize it right away is the way vince gilligan always opens those episodes the the last episode of Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul could end on the most crazy cliffhanger ever, and you can't wait to know what happens next. Next week, you're going to get an opening that's a cold open like this that's going to give you some other kind of context. It's going to be an out there, out of place scene, but it's going to be so captivating, and it's going to almost confuse you, and you're going to you're going to wonder like you almost forget about the cliffhanger that you're worried about from last episode. Your, your, your jaws drop from the information you just got. Oh wait, there's here's, here's 55 minutes more of, you know, the show that I'm actually here for. So I think we, we continue to see these openings and get that kind of context. Um, so fast forward past that. I think that what really, really, really made my jaw drop this episode is just the imagery and the set design alone, but all this, all the cues taken from the game. One of the things that really stood out to me is in the first shot we see Ellie is the lighting. So she's in that room. She's laying on the grass there. Like, you know, Joel and Tess are staring at her with a gun waiting to have that conversation that last week we knew that they were going to have probably open up right. this episode with, right? But you look at the lighting. That is straight up video game lighting. You don't see that in shows. And you see that as somebody who didn't play the game, you might see that like, oh, what a cool, what a, what an interesting style choice. Like, that's awesome. Us, we know that's video game lighting. That's what, right. an, that's what an engine is trying to do to show you that they can do reflections and light well. It's like, oh my God, like what a cool nod to video game players without it being a slap in the face. It's like, hey, this is based on a video game. Something small like that that only people who played the game and video games would probably pick up on. Um, they nailed it. I think that them just walking the streets of Boston, also the same vibes. It's like, yes, this is, this is a Hollywood set and this looks amazing and anybody could appreciate that. But as someone who played the game, I walked that path. I've seen those buildings fall in that, in that way. You see it with the hotel scene too, right? Yes. How cool is that? Dude, that was awesome. awesome. I loved when they got to the hotel because that was it, there's so many like memorable moments from that game, but I loved it walking around that floor to figure out that puzzle in the game. And then if you go back and play it again, there's a safe there. Maybe you have the combo. Maybe you don't all of that. I love that. And I think what the show is doing nicely so far, like we joke that it would be a bad show. If you literally just walk the path that you did in the video game, 
they're kind of doing that got, a little bit. We got bit. a little bit. We got yeah. enough of it to, you know, satisfy that. Yeah, for sure. They're doing it without sacrificing the integrity of the pacing. The pacing is exactly where it needs to be to make that work, in my opinion. Right. And you're right, John. Some of the shot for shot or like I've walked that path. I was telling my dad about this. Like, I love guessing what's next based on where I, I remember the video game being at that point because it's it's there. It's so cool. It, it's it's not the same, but I imagine it being like if I were to to make my way to like Galaxy's Edge and see right. them, like John, you've been there. See yeah. the Millennium Falcon in person. This is kind of like that, just not like actually literally where you see the video game come to life and I just, I could go on and on about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, um, it, go ahead, Tim. I was gonna say, I love the banter of the whole, like, you know, as they're walking through the city and, you know, when they get to the hotel and just kind of little things like where he goes in the water, it's like, I can't swim. He's like, Dude, and that what okay. a what an yeah, awesome, awesome like, what an awesome nod to the game because what a, what a theme yeah. not not a theme but almost a meme throughout The Last of Us is that Ellie can't swim and it's a game mechanic that we have to move around on a crate. Yep. So they give you that little nod to like I can't swim and and now we get some little character development. Joel's like, right. really? He takes two step two steps in yeah. and it's it's waist deep. Like how cool She's is like, that? How the fuck am I supposed to know? Or something right, like that. right. Like, so okay, you, awesome. you get that character development and like that's what that's what's that's what's been next. We've gotten the imagery, we've gotten the story, we've gotten the the fear. The intensity next is building that relationship with Joel and Ellie. And to speak mm-hmm. about that and in, in the you know, we're in that hotel right now. The the little quip that's straight from the game when Ellie's doing her little check-in at the hotel, she's like, Yes, sir, I'll have my luggage taken up. And Joel just walks by, you're a weird kid. Like yeah. so, so good. Like I love I love that they took that right from the game. Um speaking of other lines they took right from the game before when they're kind of figuring out what's going on with Ellie and the fact that she's infected, but she's not infected. The the line that made me tear up, and I don't even know why, it just hit, it just hit a chord with me when she goes, hey, man, I didn't ask for this. And Joel was like, oh, yeah, neither did I, kid, or whatever he says. That, that Joel's response is different in the, in the show than it is in the game. But Bella Ramsey's performance and her delivery is spot on to what Ashley Johnson gave us in the, in the, the game. So just to see those lines yeah. just come to life in this, it's just been... It's been mind blowing, man. It's like almost it's 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 almost too much sometimes. Like just the fact that they're nailing it so well and I'm so familiar with it has just gotten me emotional in some points. Yeah. I'm just so happy that they're I mean, you have to do it and execute it the right way to to make it meaningful. And the way they're paying respect to the video game by essentially staying on course and not veering far from it only to do so when it makes sense for the the medium, the storytelling mm. capacity or mobile that you're in, which is TV versus video games is so special. Like I can't, I don't think I've ever seen this before where I've seen something translated from two different mediums and done so well, right? Because so many times and right. I respect it. You get your own iteration of it. I think you should. I don't like when people say I read the book and then I saw the movie and the book is way better. That's not comparable to me. Like the movie is basically the director's version of that, how they interpreted that story. You have to understand the medium. And I think that's, what's been so awesome about about watching the show. It's like seeing those little changes they make, whether it be narratively or whatever, structurally or giving us more backstory, knowing the source material so well and having that light bulb, it's like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense to not include that in the show. Like to to be able to appreciate that. Like think about like, 
Ugh. Like, I know Neil Druckmann's behind this, and I know that he was part of the conversation to get rid of whatever we're talking about or to add some extra thing in. It's a... Uh, it's, it's been crazy. It's been so cool. Um, one thing we got to talk about is the we, we got our first interaction with some clickers here, boys. We got we got up close and personal. Insane. With the real close with the there clickers. Go. Courtney, here we go. Oh, man. Uh, get the wrench out. So, Courtney, I wonder how many people will play the game who have access to gaming systems after watching the show. That's a great Good question. Point. We already have data on that. So, The Last of Us. One and two for the PlayStation 4, which is one of the best-selling consoles of all time. Not everybody has PS5s yet. Those were the number one and two best-selling games on Amazon last week. So That's crazy. Yes. So the answer is tons of people. Tons of people. I'm sorry, Jeff. No, it's okay. I was just going to say people people who are just, you know, they have a PS4, they play Call of Duty, they play Madden, but they also watch shows on HBO. You know, so they stumble upon this. How many millions of people own a PS4 who never would have thought about playing The Last of Us until it is the premier 9 p.m. show on HBO? It's like, oh, crap, I can buy this and play it on my, my PlayStation. It's a hype, too, you know? I've seen a few different reports on the sales figures here, but percentage-wise, the highest one I've seen so far, and I forget which outlet reported it, said an increase of sales on the last of us as a result of this show in the last week up 322%. That's John, right. Th- like <laughs> these games are old. Now you just got the last of us remastered for PS five in uh, September. July? Yeah. July. That was summer. That was summer. Uh, September. Was it September? Mm-mm. Man, that was yes. summer. So the game itself originally 2013 that's kind of incredible like that's the dream right not only is this show going so well for sony on hbo but they're seeing an uptick quite a bit in sales on the video game side of things like this could not be going better for them yeah and to see that ps4 version really skyrocket because like they know they have the data they know how many millions and millions were over what 120 if not more million playstation 4s that are out there like they know the game only sold like what 20 something million units like we've got plenty of people to tap back in on and you want to talk about numbers talk about the the viewer growth from episode one to two is the biggest Mm -hmm. in hbo history The biggest in HBO history. I want to say it's like 22% growth, which is in, I, that number could be wrong. It, it sounds right. I saw it. IGM posted it. Courtney actually even you know stumbled across it and mentioned it to me too. So yeah, the, the biggest episode one to two growth in an HBO show's history. Insane. This was the, the second biggest first episode launch minus House of the Dragon, I believe. Yes. Which is saying a lot too. Right. So this. So to already. Downward and upward. Crazy. Yeah. So it's. It's crazy. They're doing they're doing great things here, and it's just fun to see you know people that we know have never heard of the story who you know yeah. are never going to pick up a you know a gaming console like Courtney. She's never going to play The Last of Us on PlayStation. That's not you know that's not her thing. But she's Do watching I? this show. Yeah, yeah, right. Never say never. But at least she has a way to experience this story for the first time that is accessible to you know something that they're used to, which is you know binging a TV show or actually not binging, right. watching weekly, which I think is oh. Icing on the I think cake. It better. Oh, so much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm happy you guys feel that way. Dude, so, John, you mentioned the clicker interaction. Yeah. I, that was exactly, again, we talked about the pacing and how it matches the video game energy. That sequence does that really well, minus the thousand times I died, you know, trying to figure that out the first time. But right. um, 
That's really well done. It's so good. And I love this little tidbit that I got from the Last of Us podcast. Uh, Neil and Craig talked about this. So we see Joel and Ellie up against the wall. We see the clicker. And we see Joel do the, the, you know, the sign language. They can't, you know, they can't see, but they can hear. He basically lips that to her. That was a reshoot. They didn't have that in there. They thought that the conversation they had on the way where they talked about the fact that there's there's infected that can't see but can hear in the dark or whatever, they thought that was enough for the general audience to understand what clickers would be. But pilot testing HBO executives, they watched it and watched it and they're like, I don't I don't get it. I, like we're not we're not it's not clicking for us as to why the you know these infected can't see. So it was cool to like see how of course, as as gamers, we see that we get a little tutorial saying like, okay, crouch. They can't they can't see you, but they can hear you. It's something you can get in a video game very easily, but it's very different in a visual medium. All you get is what you see, right? So that was a reshoot. They had to add that scene in there, and it worked really well. It was perfect. So, a question Amazing. for you both: When you guys played The Last of Us, how was your stealth skills? Did you mess it up like they did in the the show, where you try was, to be stealthy and you're like, dude, shit. I love I, like, I, that. That was my next bullet point. I loved it. So yes, into that, that I'm notoriously. I was, I was I'd stealth kill everything. I I'm, just am like I always try. I always try. I go, I go into every room. Yeah. I'm like, all right. There's, I was playing on a hard difficulty, so it's there, like there's what there's, I was trying to. There's seven it. dudes in this room. I might be able to get three of them down stealth, and that's my plan. Right. As long as I can but get I three of them, I don't care. If it's but clickers, I, if if it's clickers, I would be fine. I could kill them all without getting. I would like run away like Joel did. Right. You like. You distract them or whatever, and you hide again. Then you can get the stealth kill. I was in the game. Yeah, but if right. it's like people, like it's the stealth people, you got to kill people. Yeah. I mean, just, just a matter of time by. before I get hit, caught by someone. I'm just like, okay, pull up that you two know? by four, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but you talk about the show. Talk about another homage to gaming. Joel misses the headshot. We all miss the headshot. Yep. It's so cool to see that clicker <laughs> running at him. Him flare off the one shot, and he misses. We all attacked in that I mean, moment. I felt, sure. I felt represented. I felt validated. <laughs> So, Tim, that's a great question. My first playthrough of The Last of Us back on PS3, I I did not have patience. I'd be like, I yeah, okay, I'll stealth kill one or two, and then like I just whatever. I I was too uncharted at that time. I was running gun, running gun, baby. But when I played the two th- or the PS4 version of it. I got real, real freaking good at stealth. And when we did the PS5 version, like you never saw me once in the entire game. I was stealth everything. I had, I almost never used my gun. Like I had all, all of my, my shiv was upgraded, everything. Like nope. night and day difference from the PS3 playthrough for me to PS5. I learned patience and Veteran. what I had to do. I definitely did too, for sure. I'm speaking about my first playthroughs. Part two was also a big part of that for me as well. In part yep. two, they upgrade yep. what you can do with stealth. You can reestablish yourself self a lot better. Ellie has a built-in shiv, which is nice. Why why doesn't mm-hmm. Joel carry a knife, you idiot? Like, what are you doing, man? Why, he why was, but I... Ellie has it. He tried to take it. <laughs> There's only one knife around? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you gotta you gotta fashion one out of a you gotta fashion one out of a brick or whatever. <laughs> I guess that's I also love that scene like did she give you a flashlight or just a sandwich? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I dude, that whole scene was so cool. I love yeah. I love that you know, she's got her nice chicken sandwich and they're eating probably what, rat jerky jerky, like who knows what that is. I, uh but the the clickers themselves, I mean, the, I could not have like thought it up better, like in my head. I mean obviously you have the video game to see, but like I don't know how that would translate to seeing them like live at like like that, and it was just, I mean, terrifying. The Perfect. fear factor. Perfect. Terrifying. Like just just my heart racing watching that. Like when they're like, 
And it's don't, coming around the corner and you see him. Don't get too close. Don't get too close. And he's reloading slow and he, you hear it like, and he it zooms out and it's right there. Yeah. It's just the whole thing was awesome. So and that, it, you, you had to shoot it multiple times before it went down. I just loved it all. So worth noting, this was Neil Druckmann's debut directing. He directed this episode. This was his first time ever behind the camera directing anything, you know, on a Hollywood set. Not, you know, he's done plenty of video game stuff, but very different to direct something on a, on a scale like this and for, for live action. That sequence was a... Not shot for shot, but very inspired by the reveal trailer of The Last of Us that was never in the game. So the reveal trailer of The Last of Us, we get Joel and Ellie. They're in this. They're in this abandoned house, and Joel's whispering to Ellie, and he's in that exact same position. And there's a clicker walking right down the hallway. So that imagery was very, very intentional for again, just little little things for the gamers that like. It's not going to distract from the story. That that visual works perfectly well in the story they're trying to tell, and it looked incredible. But, hey, you, you've seen this before if you have a keen eye. Dude, how about the way the clickers, so the actors and actresses behind them moved? They yeah. moved just like in the video game, the Creepy, way they look like they're in a mosh pit. Right, like, swinging those swing arms. those arms. Oh, my gosh, dude. They did right. a really, really good job with that. This is awesome. And definitely... The the right choice to go practical effects. Like if they would have gone CGI, this could have gone this could have gone real bad. This could have been this could have yeah. been tough, tough, tough. Yeah. 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 Neil talked about it in the, the wrap up after the episode on HBO. And he talked about being emotional seeing it in uh in person for the first time because he's like it's horrifying yet beautiful, which is a weird way to describe it. I I kinda get that, right? Like that's right. your creation. It's, it's his creation, yeah. Then they had essentially like actors who were fans of the game, who like knew these moves and studied these moves and recreated them. I thought that was very meaningful. It almost harkens back to like Mandalorian when they they didn't have enough stormtrooper costumes. For, right. So they what do they do? They call the biggest fan group in the world and they have them on set to be a part of the Mandalorian. Like I love that stuff. Me and too. Uh, I, I thought that was that was very the passion was evident. There's it was a, authentic. There's a cool behind the scenes photo of Neil directing one of the clickers and he's, and he's holding a, like a starbucks coffee cup neil is and he's just talking to a clicker and it's one of the coolest things it's like he's just doing his thing living his life but in front of him is, is his creation in live action he's just telling him what Crazy. to do it's really really cool yeah that's awesome um so I'm, I'm getting i'm getting to the end of my notes here we've gone through basically beginning the end of the show we haven't talked about the very end yet but before that i want to talk about some of the changes they're making to the show that like makes sense the the biggest thing for me is like the way the infected work the way that it's a network right so the way test the, te- the way test describes it and the way we get that exposition is like hey you step on a, a tendril here you could wake up a pool of infected miles away and now they know exactly where you are so first of all, put a pin in that. How cool is that? Second of all, Neil Druckmann in the podcast said like, why the heck didn't I think of that? I would have loved yeah. to use that as a gameplay mechanic. How cool would that be as a gameplay mechanic where like you can't even walk on these things because then you're going to get swarmed by, you know, by a different affected. Yeah. But what a, what a cool idea. What a cool mechanic. I thought that was interesting. At first I was like, oh, oh, we're taking a different direction here. Like it's, it's, it's fine. But it it grew on me as the episode went on and it, it was obvious that it needed to be that dynamic, but because it was in TV form. Uh, but like you said, that probably could have been a cool thing that was worked into the game. So who knows, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see Part that three, future, maybe but. part three. It's coming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I like that. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, like you, they, they had to add some things to, you know, to, to the, the, not the walkers, whatever, uh, the infected, um, because they, yeah. they had to take some stuff away. They couldn't really do spores in live action. You couldn't, how do you, how do you, you know, Neil and Craig have both talked about, like, how do you, how do you depict that? How do you 
this is airborne, but it's only in this basement. Like, how do we show that? It doesn't really make sense. So they had to kind of get rid of the spores aspect. They introduced some other stuff like this, this, you know, this network. Um, all right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the ending. So, so really quick before we go to the ending, I'll okay. talk about something right right before. So obviously, I'm watching my wife who's never watched it before. And you have the part where, um, oh, what's her face? Uh, Tess? Tess. Tess. I was going to say Jess. I don't know why. You know, when they oh, sort of. One letter off. Yeah. So Tess is up there on the 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 scene where it's like I, so I was on Twitter and I saw shot for shot where Tess and Joel are talking and um you know we have that scene where they're she's obviously in fact that he doesn't know yet and my I'm looking at my wife because I know it's gonna happen and she has yeah. no idea she's like oh I bet at some point they're gonna kill her off and it'll just be about Joel and Ellie I'm like what do you got to ruin it for yourself like I mean I don't know if that's gonna happen but you know and then we got to the point like what we're going to talk about now i'm like did you know and she's like i had no idea that she was infected then oh it's kind of nice to know like that she she thought that would happen in a couple episodes she didn't think it happened like right then right so she had no idea that she's infected just like that's the route they're going you know they kind of distract you a little bit with the fact that um ellie was bit again that's and cool that's, yeah so yeah that's kind of like a hey look over here while this all this stuff is going on right. and i see her hair like constantly hiding the one spot on her yeah her neck like so, and i was like oh man for us who have played the game we obviously know that tess is going to get infected in that encounter and we know that the reveal is yep. coming for me what was really cool is to to have that context and to listen to the conversation she's having with joel after the fact in the yep. in the urgency in her voice and like the way that she like she knows she's dead she knows she has an hour plus to live right and the conversation she's having with joel and the way she's trying to push joel to continue this mission get the girl atami do this like like it happened a little bit differently in the game, and I want—I I, can't—I don't know the actress's name. I knew it, but I forgot it. But whoever portrayed Tess, oh my God, she did such a good job with that—that that burden of knowledge of like, hey, I'm a goner. You don't know it yet, but like, I need you to realize like this is this is the real deal. And you—you you talk about that bite with Ellie. That's another thing. They—they couldn't—they couldn't show us the prove it moment for Ellie being infected was the spores in the game. Ellie could, you know, so they're down in the basement. They all put their masks on. Ellie's breathing spores, no problem. That's when both Joel and us, we've been proven that, okay, she really is Im- immune to this stuff. They couldn't do that in the game or in the, in the show because they got rid of spores. So here we get a second bite. We see Ellie get bitten in real time, right? So that's, you know, that, that's, our, that's our proof to the audience that, like, yeah, this is real. I think for, for another piece there with, with the test conversation, I think part of it, it's not just for Joel, it's for herself. She wants to, like, believe that there's hope. That this could this could end before she goes because, I mean, she knows she's going. She's like, you know, can't we just be happy about something? Like, you know, let's right. have a little hope. This have could a be, little hope. She, yeah. yes, she, yeah, right. So like, like the last hope from Star she, Wars, you know. She, she tries to, and she even tries to frame it to Joel. That's like, just just get her to get her to Tommy or no, right? Get her to Tommy and it's you know it's their not no not to Tommy. They're trying to go to um, Bill. And, yeah, it's the, who is it? Yeah, Bill and Frank. Oh. Bill and Frank get it to Bill and Frank and then it's their problem. And you know, the worst case scenario is we get our battery or whatever. Like she's trying to convince Joel to do it for the reasons, but you can tell she's already sold that. This yeah. is like, th- this is real. You need a little blood on the side of the shirt. Now, like her coat has a little blood on it. Now like, I just love that whole scene. Right. I think knowing that, that from our perspective, having played the game, knowing the story that that was coming made it more difficult because I don't know that I would have been paying attention to every single little detail. If I didn't know that she was about to reveal that. Right. Um, And that's just because I knew what I was looking for there. Um, But I thought that was executed really well. And despite knowing that it was coming, 
it was still very emotionally intense. It was. And, and for, so at least I can speak for you and I, Joe, I think Timmy, if you only played the last of us part one, once, is that true? Right? Twice, twice. Twice. Okay. So, so, so as people who have played the game a couple of times, every time I get to that point, I know what's happening. Sure. It's emotional, you know, but it doesn't hit the same. This, this hit, I knew what was coming and this different performance and in the way this was handled and, you know, the way Tess really, really showed this emotion, like it really, really hit almost like the first time. Yeah, for sure. The the scenery too, we'll, but before we move on here, I think to the final point, um, that that whole building was great. Amazing. It just felt and looked like the game. And um, yeah, man, all of it. It's just one more thing that they, they nailed the aesthetic of. Yeah, right. Because like, we're very, very familiar with that moment. That's a, that's a cut scene in the game. You walk through those doors and all of a sudden it's cut scene and, you, and it basically plays out very similarly to the way it did in the, in the show here. So we're, we're familiar. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the way it ends. So we, 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 we get the reveal that Tess is infected. We get Joel's reaction to that. We get the same line from Ellie. She's the one who, who catches on first. Holy shit, she's infected. And then we get the reveal. And then um, then it gets a little weird. But like in a, in a, in a Neil Druckmann way, so the, what we've alluded to in the, in the early on, uh, Joel, um, Joel and Ellie, they make their way out of there. They, you know, Joel makes peace with the fact that Tessa is going to be gone and they, you know, she gives them a bit of a head start only in the game. They're running from Fedra, but here they're running from infected, which is a change, but it makes sense for the, the, you know, the route of the story that they're on. Tess hangs back. The infected start heading towards Joel and Ellie seemingly because they can sense that Tess is already infected. So a lot of them are kind of walking past her, but then this other, this one that's kind of super infected, makes a quick right turn and makes a beeline for Tess as she's trying to ignite a lighter to, you know, to ignite this fluid that's on the ground and blow up, blow the whole place up. Um, what happens after that is that that infected gets real close. It opens its mouth. And as Neil describes it in the podcast, it is framed as they would frame a romantic kiss because it almost is a kiss that that infected opens its mouth and it transfers those tendrils. And it is so uncomfortable. It is so off putting. It, it, it's it's one of the most like I can't yeah. I, I don't want to look but I can't look away like I want you know like a train wreck type thing like it 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 did the job man it was it was really really off putting I think it accomplished what it wanted to I hate it so much but like it's not gonna change my opinion of the show but I as soon as I saw it I was like freaking HBO man that's Joel <laughs> I was like here we go I said Joel. Like, that's Neil that's all Neil that that was his I know. I know, but like that that's where I went to. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like that at all. I, I, I get it. I understand it. It makes sense. But to me, like, I couldn't live without it because that's uh, all I, I could think about. And IGN, like, they're freaking a headline for the review of the episode, Kiss of Death. I was like, damn it. Why would you do that? <laughs> so, and, yeah. and here, here's my take on it. I, I didn't like it. I thought, and at first when I was like, like, what the hell? Like I said, what the hell are you doing? Like, I don't get where this is going. Then when I started to think about it, like, obviously there's no spores, like a lot of the stuff has changed. And like a lot of the premise that they kind of run with at the very beginning of the show and that little, the very first episode of the introduction, and the guy's like, the only thing you could think about is passing it to someone Spread else. Spread it as quickly my, as possible. Right. And in my head, the reason that there's that kiss is because she's already infected. So she, the inside of her that has that wants to become more infected by getting whatever he has quicker. It's, and I feel like that's why the kiss happens is because like 
she wants to she wa- she wants that in her body now just as much as he wants to give it to her. It is the because last she wants little to finish bit of her, the job. For sure. It yes. is it is it and is like give it to me, you it, know. It's a and full, it's freaking weird. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so uncomfortable, but you're right. It, it is it is it is her transforming. It is her her head and her body and her mind understanding like this is this is it. I want She's already got the shakes like she, right. it's like a person going through withdrawal like for sure. They she, need it. But you know. But on that same token her hand is still flicking that lighter. She's still fighting, you know, yep. as much as she can. She she doesn't have much left. She doesn't have her, you know, most of her functions. But all she has left is that lighter, and she just keeps flicking and flicking and flicking. And she's giving up everywhere else. But that lighter saves she the just day. Took a grenade. That'd be perfect. I know, I know, right? Like there's like twelve grenades on the ground. Like what? Do yeah. Don't come in. Yeah. Past that, this is funny to say, but like. That ex- explosion from the viewpoint of Ellie and Joel out there, like that was intense. That, yeah. that was really that sounded and looked great, right? right? Like, yep. I don't know, you, you really you felt the bass there. So, <laughs> Tim and Smelly, happy birthday! I agree with both of those things. I agree with both of those things. But yeah, what a, what an episode! I mean, like a very very Neil Druckmann uncomfortable ending for sure. Like you know, I figured that would get, I figured that would rub Joe the wrong way. I, I, I imagine we'd be having this this conversation about how freaking weird that was. But that's what it is, man. That's what it is. What a I knew it would creep him out because of how how much he reacted to the beginning. And it's like, oh, you know, I was freaked out, scary, like over that part where it starts coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That where it's literally it's, coming out of his mouth to them. Oh, yeah. So. That, if I had known that was happening, I would have been like, this is nothing. You know? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. They, they so up the ante. I thought this was better than the first episode, which was saying a lot. Right. Oh, they, yeah. They took a 9 to a 9.5. You know, like, what do you, what, what more could you ask for? Can't right. wait so to like see. You, you said, John, next week with, with what Matt has been saying about episode three, I imagine we make that same trajectory. I, I don't even, I don't know how, but we're going to find out. Just keep it up. I'll man. give keep that episode quality. a ten. Right. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm probably with you. I would. I'm I, not going to nitpick the the kissing thing. That's not worth it to no, me to nitpick. I, I would. Like, I would probably the give story them. Went. I'm fine with it. I'd give it a yeah, ten. I'd probably yeah, give them both a ten so often. far. I'd probably give them both yeah, a ten so far. I just I, I, there's been very few times where I've watched something. I'm not a big TV watcher. So there's a very few times when I watch something and after I'm like thinking about it, like I want to go back and watch it. I want to go back and watch it. That doesn't happen a lot. The last time that happened is when we watched um, Obi Wan, where I was like. Mm-hmm. There's a few episodes like, I need to go back. You know, I need to watch it again. I need to go watch this at John's house. That's what I thought. <laughs> so, Tim, you're so right. Yeah, it was awesome. You're so right. Like, well, like all the, these MCU shows come out and all the all this television that comes out, like, there's a bunch of stuff that I catch in and, you know, watch week to week every once in a while. Like, I'm not the biggest TV watcher, but the, the stuff that gets hype, I try, to, I try to keep up with. But I don't rewatch stuff very often. And yeah, I have watched episode two three times already. I, I just keep putting it on. And I will, I will for sure admit that it's just that... I'm a I'm a Last of Us fanboy. I love that world and just the fact that that world exists in live action and I can just have that on my TV. I'm gonna do this forever. I'm just gonna throw that on and maybe not even pay attention and just have this world exist, right? So that's a it's almost like a cheat code for me. It's like I just freaking love this universe, so of course I'm gonna want to keep watching it. But I, I rewatched the episode three times and like actually watched it. Like I just they're doing such a good job. Yeah, uh, pacing was perfect. So all the above. Another really nice addition to this series here. Can't wait to see what next week holds. Any any closing thoughts? Anything that we didn't talk about that we wanted to get to? We'll start with Tim. I think I kind of chimed in whenever I thought was necessary. I mean, I don't know. I'm just blown away. I really am. I just, it's been a while since I literally would wake up and like, Sunday I was supposed to watch it with Jamie. And I was obviously at the Bills game all day. 
she had like a nightmare with the kids. Like it was just a long day. And I'm like, so I cleaned the couch. I vacuumed it. I get the dog hair off. I'm like, I'm ready. So I'm sitting downstairs. She's putting Oliver to bed. I'm like, oh, you know, she'll be down soon. It's like eight, eight forty-five, nine. I'm like, oh, she's just, we'll, we'll just catch up. You know, nine fifteen. I'm like, all right, where are you? So I went upstairs. She's like, pass out in bed. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> like shit. I'm like, thank God we're recording Tuesday. So. <laughs> For sure. John, any closing thoughts? It just it continues to blow me away, man. I can't, I can't wait. I'm almost like selfishly and almost don't want to say this, but kind of glad football's done so it doesn't like conflict. I've been going to those Bills games. I've been coming home exhausted. The for episode one, I took a nap beforehand because I was like, I you know was at the game. I had a couple beers. Like I really needed to reset. So, I? Yeah, I need, I needed to reset a bit to to watch the show. So I'm glad that like I can truly enjoy this like Sunday appointment viewing. Usually we do Sunday at my my in laws house. We do dinner. It's nice and relaxing. Be home by nine o'clock now and just you know. Watch Watch this and have something really awesome to look forward to every weekend. It is weird to say, but early on in that Bills game, it felt over, and I just turned my attention to what was going to happen later, and that was going to be the last of us, which I was able to watch right at uh, just about nine o'clock this time. So uh, we want to hear your thoughts. Let us know in the chat. Join us for future episodes of our recap here on HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, good stuff ahead. If you like video games, also check out our weekly show, Busy Sticks. We talk about all the latest in the world of PlayStation, Xbox, PC gaming. John and I are PC gamers now. We have Steam Decks. It's awesome. Nintendo, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, and then we've got other uh, uh, series similar to what we're doing with The Last of Us. We're going to do a Mandalorian rewatch for seasons one and two in the lead up to season three, which is out March 1st. And at that time, we're going to have simultaneous weeks where we have an episode of a last of us recap and the Mandalorian It is going to be epic. Can't wait to get to that. I would like to vote on uh, another show to add at some point. And I want this to be recorded on a podcast and get thoughts on it. I still want to get, no, there's two things. There's two things here. Number oh, one, I want to try to get you guys to watch an anime. Okay. Actually, I'm, so I'm so down. I'm so down for an anime. Book I'm telling you, you. 100%, I, I'm in. It's you guys would be into it. And I would say like, it's similar like the Mando style, like you'd watch a few episodes. I mean, they're like 25 minutes long. They're not long. And that's with like all the other stuff. Number two, Josiah Leroy, have you watched Invincible yet? No. Oh, my God, oh, dude. We have to. We have to. We be, have to do We it. have to be caught up for season three. This year. Dude, that is a Josiah Leroy-ass show. Dude. So what's more a Josiah Leroy-ass show? That or Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso, for sure. Ted Lasso, 100%. Yeah. No, with, a, with a bullet, not even close. But so, Tim, you're, you're not the first person to actually say that. Someone else, um, I don't recall who said that I should watch that, which is two more people, by the way, that told me about Ted Lasso, damn it. It's, so, no, that I'm, I'm totally in. It's the best superhero show that exists. And, like, I, I count all the MCU stuff, which has been whatever, and I, I count the boys in that, too. Like, the Vi- Invincible is mm. so... It's and like, I know you don't like gore, and, I like, you know, gore for gore's sake. I know that's, you know, something... Game of Thrones is the example that, like, too much for you, right? Invincible I has watched the first two seasons of the boys. That, it, that's my point. So as long as you're cool with the boys, you're, you're cool. Yeah. You're, 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 you got this with Invincible. Dude, I, I'm in. I would like to do that. Maybe we see what happens after we wrap up Mandalorian season three. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it off air and figure that yeah, out. That, that's but late next good year. Suggestions. We got time. Yeah. Um, the other thing was uh, the anime experience for me that is super, super limited. Um, Star Wars visions. So um, I know I know that's obviously you put Star Wars on anything and I'm going to watch it, but um, curious to see what you might have for us. Derek Kramer also very very big yes. anime guy might be someone we want to talk. It's got to be secluded. It can't be one of those large like 
tons and tons of episode it has to be like a 14 like a, 15 episode like a death note or something like that like a single like yeah, a simple not, story. not too long but like yep. long enough so i'm in i don't have like to do that. that with you tim yeah. i'll do, I'll do an anime book club with you even if we can't get joe yes, involved yes, you yes, and i'll please, do it please let's do it yeah definitely interested all right thank you for joining us this week for our recap on the last of us episode two join us next week for episode three for john for birthday boy tim saki tim i'm josiah Thanks so much. We'll catch you soon. Have a wonderful week. Save who you can save.